So Jesus is, is wandering along the Sea of Galilee, and we can go with him and see if we can find some insights. You see he's, he's calling Peter and Andrew and James and John, and it appears as though it's just a happenstance sort of thing, and I think that's deliberate in the Gospels, is that Jesus just happens to be there, and they happen to be fishing. And, of course, we know, as uh, I've mentioned before, that at least three of them were, were followers of John the Baptist, and that Peter and Andrew and John had met Jesus at the Dead Sea, that area, and so they, they were familiar with Jesus before he called them. It wasn't out of the blue like that. It may sound like that. But they were seeking God, and now Jesus is seeking them. So our response is God's initiative, but our response. And so he saw fertile ground and calls them. But the thing I want to point out is that he calls them in the midst of their life's work. He didn't call them when they sought him out uh, at the Sea of Galilee, at the, at the Dead Sea with John the Baptist. He calls them when they're in their fishing business and they didn't have anything on their mind except trying to get a catch. You know, in other Gospels we see that in this story that they didn't catch anything, you know. So there's different, you put them all together, uh, they needed a new career anyway. You know, so it's probably a good thing that they left that one. But I wanted to share with you a little bit about uh, my own journey just, just real briefly because I, I had a hard time finding God in it. And I think, you know, the Lord really does call us in the midst of our lives. We're all in the midst of our life's work, every one of us, whether we're in kindergarten or, 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 or you know, at home retired. We are in our midst of our life's work, which is this world. And we can often miss Jesus in it until we step back and look at it from a distance. Uh, I had been in a, a monastery, you know, I wanted to be a priest from the 11th grade. I went through, you know, high, the rest of high school and chose to go to Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles. I had a degree in theology which I thought would be useful, and I went to this monastery, and let me, as I have said before, by mutual agreement, we decided that was not where I belonged, so, and so out I went, uh, voluntarily, uh, you know, I wasn't kicked out or something, but I, actually, I went out on a leave of absence, which turned out to be permanent, but uh, a degree in theology does not a good job make other than what I'm doing right now. The, most of the people I was interviewing with thought I was too ethical, I think, you know. I hate to say this, but if you have theology on your resume, a lot of employers don't want you. So uh, this is back in the 1970s and 80s, so I mean, it's like it hasn't gotten any better. So anyway, uh, so I, I got the job with the airline. It was just a miracle. That in itself could be a homily. It's just amazing. But I, it was you know, but anyway, it was a math test, which wasn't my specialty, but I, I aced the math test. It was amazing. Got this job, about many others didn't get it. Anyway, I got this job, so, you know, you're, the first, the entry-level position was, was answering the phone, you know, so I was selling airline tickets on the phone, and I was, but, you know, they gave me, after six months, I got a permanent job out of this, this temporary part-time, to start out, like many jobs. I got this travel card, where you could run a ticket off and go anywhere in the world. So I was in a monastery a year and a half earlier, and then you're flying first class to Europe for free a year and a half later and thinking, and, you know, and, and getting really good money. And, I'm, and I absolutely hated what I was doing, but I sure liked that part of it, you know. So, so it's like I almost got caught in that life. But, you know, I, I said it because, I, you know, the, 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 the prior, the, the head of the monastery, it was a priory back then, the prior gave me this book called 
he said, you need to work for a while, Gary. You know, you're really not ready for this life yet. And he was right. He needed, needed experience in the world. And so and this is why Jesus picked, picked guys that were working, you know. And so he, he gave me this book, Abandonment to Divine Providence. And again, I plugged that before by Pierre de Cousat. And his thesis is God speaks to us in every moment, that every moment can be a graced moment. Every moment is the Archangel Gabriel pro giving us a banquet, and that banquet is the will of God. You know, there's a lot of Brussels sprouts in this banquet, by the way, I've got to tell you. So I'm, I'm reading this book in between calls. I had, a, I had a book over here and had a computer. Remember, nobody had computers. If you wanted a flight, you had to call me, right? Nobody had, and so that job doesn't exist anymore, but back then it did. And so I had uh, this book here, a Bible here, and, and these customers. And a lot of them were not very pleasant. And uh, there, most of you are, well, anyway, no, I won't say that. <laughs> You're all pleasant, but we're all, we're all customers. And, and, and a lot of them, the reason I say that is because all day long, I heard the same word. If you're shopping for a fair, what would what word would you say to me? Yep, you got it. Cheap, 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 cheap. Uh, it, what is the cheapest fair? I heard this all day long. That was like chalk on a blackboard. Cheap, 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 cheap. Well, I got some calls like, when is this flight coming in? Or other. There were a lot of interesting ones, but those cheap ones. I got 14 in a row once. Oh God. One. So I got this lady on the phone. I'm still on probation, and and they could they could listen in. In those days, they didn't have to tell you, and that's how they checked us. They would just simply listen in on the calls, and then when you had 14 of them, the, your supervisor light would come on, and you were busted, you know. And so I, in spite of that, I got this call, and this lady calls in. I'll never, I can hear this now. I can see where I was sitting, and she said to me, what's the, I'm not making this up. What is the cheap, 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 And you know what I'm going, I quit. <laughs> but I didn't say that. What I did say to her was, cheap, cheap. I said, lady, you don't need an airline. You need a veterinarian. Bang. <laughs> I went to confession, I promise. Um, I didn't get fired. I, nobody caught me. And I, you know, she deserved it too, I'll tell you. But she flew United. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure she didn't call us back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, and looking back at that, you know, um, I, I, it, that has been three decades ago, okay, more than that, um, since I left there. And I keep, an air, uh, I keep an airplane on my desk because it just, no pun intended, well, it's a pretty good one, keeps me grounded. Um, <laughs> they, don't get these, they don't get all this great stuff at 8.15, so come to 10.30 for the best sermon, believe me. I don't feel good at 8.15, you get more of the grouchy, Gary. Um, but anyway, um, it, well, I see life, you know, when you step back from where we're at, most of us have pretty mundane lives. We have these moments that are of greatness, you know, or when exceptional things are asked of us, or we have the, what I call hinge moments when something really big happens. Most of it's just the same old thing. You're going to work, you're coming home, you're at the store, you're having fun, or you're at school, or, or we're at home, we're retired, and you're doing this and doing that, and, and what's holy about any of it, really? And God is in all of it. And when you step back, I, I think really 
you know, Jesus is a carpenter, and he's building us a home in heaven. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I, as a, again, I, I think I mentioned this, but our Lord is building a home, and I see it as pictures on the wall. And each, an infinite, imagine a home with an infinite number of rooms, and each one has a highlight of our life, and the highlights are going to be very different than we think. It'll be people and, and the little things we did that turned out to be some of the biggest things imaginable, and we don't even know we were involved in this thing. But you look back, I look back at those 10 years and realize that I was waiting for life to happen when I entered the seminary I went back to that monastery. And in fact, life was happening all during that period. And God is present in all vocations, in all ways of life, in every moment. Everything is important, even especially the things that seem really dull. All we have to offer God is what we have right now. You know, this particular situation, it's not perfect. My health isn't perfect. My life isn't perfect. Marriage isn't perfect. School isn't perfect. My friends are, something's going wrong in life. But I can offer this to God. St. Faustina, my one of my two favorite saints, her and St. Therese, she's all, you read her diary, she's constantly offering misery to God. You know, do you ever feel like a miserable person? I want to join the, 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 uh, the miserable brothers. <laughs> that would have been a good one for me to join. I, sometimes I feel like all you can offer God is misery, at least till 11 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and, but you know, no matter how, how difficult things are, when we offer to Jesus, it becomes a holy thing. Because at the end of our lives, he's going to ask us, you know, what did we do with our lives? And our life is our offering. That is what we're bringing to the altar here at the Eucharist, you know, at the offertory. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Each of us is offering our daily lives. So we come here to receive God's word and to pray. We go out, and that's where we encounter Christ. The, the disciples, you, I, we can be assured that these guys went to synagogue, you know, on Friday night. They, they, we know that they were religious because they were three of the four, and, and I'm sure James, James wasn't seen at at uh at the dead sea with john the baptist but surely he was also like them they were seekers they were religious in in a in a in a in a, in a, a fisherman kind of way you know and that's what jesus wanted and so we in the same way we receive the word of god and we receive the eucharist but then we're going to go out and encounter him and offer him our daily lives you know worship doesn't stop when we leave the church it begins there and so we, that's where we're getting all this uh, fortitude to go out and do battle in the world, you know, or to, uh, to offer God the, the, the in and out of our daily life that doesn't seem important at all. For me, for uh, several years till I got a promotion, it was one call after the other. It was just drudgery, you know, but it was God. And uh, I had an airline inter, uh, reunion some years ago. I, they, it was like, there were at least 2,000 of us there. It was covered by the national news because it was, it, was, it was billed as the end of an era. Uh, a world, the airline world was not the same anymore. You know, it used to be a good place to work. But uh, I ran into an old friend who I worked with in the luggage department. I, was, I said, I don't know what it was about this that it's been such, uh, such good material all these years for being a priest. And he you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't never have thought so at the time. And he said to me, he was a worldly Catholic, you know, he said to me, you know, Gary, he said, we, we learned an awful lot about human nature, didn't we? And have, isn't that true for you? 
haven't you learned a lot about human nature going through life, or you will if you haven't yet? Uh, we are the accumulation of our lives' experiences, and that's what we're going to offer God. So we don't want to waste a minute of it because life is short and eternity is forever, and God gave us all God asks is what we have to offer him is what we are, nothing more. He picked simple fishermen. He didn't pick learned rabbis to follow him. He, he didn't disdain that, believe me, you know, but he wanted us to know that he was every man and every woman, you know. The people around him were generally not people of importance. The most important one was Joanna, the woman, the, the, the wife of uh, Herod's steward. That was probably the most important of the bunch. Uh, that was following him that we know of. Uh, so most of them were simple folk that were just doing their thing. And that's, that's exactly what he wants from us. So we just accompany Jesus now, these five weeks before Lent begins. What, where did we encounter Jesus today? What can I offer him? It might, we may, you won't see the whole picture until you step out of it. You know, life is a, period, a series of picture frames. Look at the ones that have passed, and you'll see Jesus there in ways that you didn't see it at the time. And that gives us a clue as to where he is in the present picture that we're in right now.